Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. Okay, so today we're going to talk about uh, continue our series on success. Ya, jadi hari ini saya mau lanjutkan seri saya tentang sukses. And 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 I want to be honest with you. I really this week I really struggled uh, with this with what I was going to say. Yeah, dan saya mau jujur ya, karena minggu ini saya sangat-sangat bergumul ya, kayak sulit sekali bagi saya untuk membicarakan tentang hal ini. Because the word success has been so distorted and so messed up uh, in 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 the world and even in the church. Ya, karena kata sukses itu ya sudah sangat terdistorsi ya, maksudnya sangat-sangat banyak disalahgunakan di dunia ini ya, bahkan oleh gereja sendiri. Like every other wonderful thing that God wanted us to have, uh, we have found a way to mess it all up. Ya, jadi seperti hal-hal luar biasa lain yang Tuhan ingin kita lakukan, kita punya tendensi untuk ya mengacaukan itu gitu. You know, when God created us, he he created us, he actually created us to be sexual beings, but we we have screwed that whole subject up. Ya, jadi sebenarnya Tuhan pertama kali menciptakan kita itu sebagai makhluk seksual ya dalam suatu konteks cuma tapi kita ya mengacaukan itu juga gitu. You know, and love we've, we 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 struggle to even understand what love is because we've messed that word up and we just you know, we don't fully understand it all. Ya, dan juga kata kasih atau cinta ya. Kita juga sebenarnya mengacaukan arti dari kata itu yang sebenarnya ya. Kita enggak ngerti. You know, and in the same way success uh is We've messed that up in the world, and even in the church, we have kind of messed up this understanding of what success is. Ya, jadi bahkan di gereja sendiri ada salah paham ya tentang kata sukses ini. You know, we, we've we've got into the prosperity doctrine, and 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 we say that God is blessing you if you're if you're if you're rich, you know, and all those are all messed up concepts. Ya, contohnya seperti teologi kemakmuran ya Tuhan akan berkati anda kalau anda kaya ya hal-hal yang so I just want you to know that I'm struggling to make sure that I I I, I preach the truth to you and I and I give you uh, some solid understanding of what the idea of success is when it comes to uh, God and comes to the church. Ya, jadi saya bergumul ya. Saya akan mencoba sekuat mungkin untuk memberikan uh, anda semua pemahaman yang solid ya, yang benar tentang sukses itu di dalam di mata Tuhan dan juga uh, gereja. So I might not run around like I normally run around, but I say that and you never know. You're not going to say that. Okay, never mind. As I said last week, God has actually put in us, he's, he desires, he has given us a godly desire to be successful and to multiply. Ya, jadi seperti yang saya, uh, saya khotbahkan minggu lalu ya, jadi Tuhan tuh ingin memberi, sebenarnya memberikan kita keinginan untuk sukses dan untuk uh, as I said last week, you know, God has said, "Be fruitful and multiply." That's the first thing He said to man. He wants us to prosper. He wants us. He said, "He wants us to prosper." I'll stop there. Yeah. Ya, jadi sebenarnya itu Tuhan itu mau kita itu untuk makmur dan berbuah untuk orang lain. Jesus said, "The enemy comes to steal, to take away, and to destroy, but I have come that you might have life and abundant life, so a multiplied life." Ya, jadi Tuhan mengatakan bahwa iblis itu ingin mencuri ya, tapi Tuhan itu akan memberikan kita hidup yang berkelimpahan dalam Dia. 
And then in the church you hear, you know, follow your dreams, be, success, be successful, multiply. And, and, and I just sometimes think we miss the whole understanding. Ya, yeah, di, di gereja juga sering dikatakan uh, uh, sukseslah, terus uh, berbuahlah. Tapi saya, saya berpikir bahwa kita kadang-kadang uh, uh, kita luput dari pemahaman tentang apa itu sukses sebenarnya. Because after all of those thoughts, you know, we, we begin to think of things, we think of multiplication as some kind of quantity, and I'll talk more about that. Karena kita lebih mikirkan pada benda ya, benda-benda yang duniawi ya, multiplikasi duniawi ya. Jadi kita nanti akan bahas lebih mendalam soal. But then Jesus kind of sets us straight. He says, what does it mean if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? Ya seperti Tuhan Yesus pernah katakan ya, jadi apa, apa gunanya Anda mendapatkan seluruh dunia ini tapi Anda kehilangan jiwa Anda? You know, if you gain the whole world, you would be pretty successful, successful if, in that sense, to gain the whole world. That would make you look successful. Tapi jika kita mendapatkan dunia ini, seluruh dunia ini, milik kita, kita sukses sebenarnya. But if you lost your soul, Jesus is saying, you would be a complete failure. Ya, tapi itu tidak akan ada gunanya kalau kita kehilangan jiwa kita, kata Tuhan Yesus. So I want to look at success and try to understand it and hopefully before you leave you get a decent understanding of what it all means when it when we use the word success in in Christ's eyes. Ya, jadi saya ingin menelaah tentang kata sukses ini dan uh, semoga setelah kita pulang dari sini kita bisa mendapatkan pengetahuan yang lebih banyak lagi sedikit ya tentang kata sukses ini yang sebenarnya. So so it helps to have a definition of success and that's quite easy to give a definition of what the word success means. Sebenarnya sangat mudah untuk memberikan definisi tentang kata sukses ini. The definition of success is to accomplish uh, something that you aim at or a purpose, to accomplish a purpose. Very simple. Ya, jadi seperti yang kita lihat, definisi sukses itu sebenarnya adalah pemenuhan dari sebuah maksud atau tujuan. It's very simple. If 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 today your 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 goal was to wake up at 6 a.m. and you did it, you're successful. Jadi contohnya kalau hari ini ya goal kita atau tujuan kita adalah bangun di jam 6 pagi dan kalau kita sudah bangun jam 6 pagi kita sukses gitu. And if someone tells you you're not successful at that, we're going to learn what what they're doing to you. Dan jika ada orang lain yang uh, bilang Anda tidak sukses dalam hal itu ya nanti kita juga akan belajar tentang hal ini. But see here's the thing we have to be careful for when it comes to this definition and what it means. Jadi ini adalah hal-hal yang harus kita perhatikan, kita harus hati-hati ya dalam definisi sukses ini. Ya. Apa artinya sebenarnya? See, we have to be careful that, that we have to realize that success does not make you content. Ya, jadi satu hal pertama adalah sukses itu tidak membuat kita sebenarnya content atau dalam kepuasan sebenarnya. You know, if you if you accomplish your goal, that doesn't mean you will be success, that you will be you will be content. Ya, jadi kalau kita berhasil mendapatkan suatu tujuan itu tidak berarti kita akan langsung puas ya. You know when you set a goal and you accomplish it that doesn't mean it will satisfy your being. Ya, jadi kalau kita menetapkan satu tujuan dan kita berhasil meraihnya itu tidak berarti kita akan puas langsung. It just it just means that you accomplished a goal. Itu artinya semata kita menyelesaikan satu tujuan itu saja. And today I want to talk about success and a way that success can bring a quality of life that will bring contentment into your life. 
Jadi hari ini saya mau, beri, uh, mau membicarakan tentang sukses yang memberikan kita kualitas sehingga kita bisa uh, mengalami pemenuhan. Gitu. I mean, let us let us let us think for let, let's use an example for a second. Eh, uh, ada satu contoh. Jesus. Tuhan Yesus. Good example. Contoh yang baik. How much contentment do you think he had while he was being beaten and whipped? Perbanyak dari kita yang berpikir bahwa Tuhan Yesus merasa puas pada saat dia disesah dan disiksa sebelum dia disalib. How successful did he look when he was hanging on the tree? Seberapa sukses sih Tuhan Yesus kelihatannya begitu pada saat dia tergantung di kayu salib? I mean, he died with nothing. Maksud saya dia dia wafat tanpa apa-apa, memiliki apa-apa. Even, even his clothes were gone by the time he died. Bahkan pakaiannya sendiri hilang ketika dia uh, wafat. We hear him crying out, "My God, My God, why hast thou forsaken me?" Kita lihat dia berdoa, "Tuhan, Tuhan, kenapa engkau uh, meninggalkan aku?" But that was a tremendous success. Tapi itu adalah sukses yang luar biasa. And actually, it brought contentment into his life. Dan itu sesungguhnya membawa kepuasan itu kepada hidupnya. Because he says, you, you hear him say, it is finished. Ketika kita tahu dia berkata, sudah selesai. Into your hands I commit my spirit. Kedalam tanganmu aku serahkan jiwaku. Even in those words you can hear a satisfaction, an inner joy in his life. Bahkan di situ kita bisa tahu bahwa ada kepuasan, ada kebahagiaan di akhir hidupnya. But obviously, uh, you know, this is not often the way you hear success talked about. Tapi ini kalau di dunia bukan sukses itu bukan seperti yang seperti yang Tuhan Yesus lakukan. And so see, we have to be careful uh, how we deal with success. Maka kita harus berhati-hati bagaimana kita uh, so today I would first say, if you're going to be successful and you want to have that happen in your life, this contentment, you need to invest in the right thing. Jadi hari ini kalau kita mau sukses yang seperti yang Tuhan lakukan, maka kita harus yang pertama-tama adalah berinvestasi pada hal yang benar. To spend your time and your resources correctly will bring about not only an accomplishment of your goal, but also will bring something in your life that would be uh, sweet and uh, peaceful. Ya, jadi dengan menghabiskan waktu dan sumber daya kita dengan tepat ya, kita bukan hanya memperoleh kepuasan, tapi dalam hidup kita juga ada suatu hal yang manis yang membawa kedamaian di hidup kita. And this morning I kind of want to start with the negative and then go to the positive. Jadi pagi ini saya ingin mulai dengan yang negatif dulu. First I just want to show you four mistakes that four or five mistakes that are often happen in trying to be successful. ada empat kesalahan yang biasa kita lakukan dalam mendefinisikan sukses. Number one, we aim at the wrong thing. Yang pertama kita membidik course, we, we, if you aim at the wrong thing, even though you're successful in that goal, you're probably not going to find peace and joy inside You know, if you aim to be rich and you think riches is going to bring satisfaction, well, I would say to you right now, you, you're aiming at the wrong thing. Ya, contohnya kalau kita ingin uh, jadi kaya ya dan kita berpikir bahwa kekayaan akan membawa kepuasan bagi kita, ya saya mau bilang ya di sini bahwa itu salah. Let, let me let me tell you a little story. 
There was a, a man, a, 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 a fisherman here in Bali. He was, he was out in like Chandidesa, yeah? Ada satu nelayan ya, nelayan tradisional di Bali ya, dia di Candidasa sana. And he was sitting on the beach and uh, a couple of businessmen came up and sat down next to him and said, uh, can you take us fishing? Ya jadi ada, dia lagi duduk di pantai dan ada beberapa businessmen sukses gitu ya. Mereka datang dan ikut duduk sama dia dan berkata, bisakah anda membawa kami untuk pergi memancing? And the man said, sure, I, this is what he does. So he went and he got his little boat and he took the two men out and they caught like really wonderful tuna. Ya jadi ya udah analanya bilang ya udah itu yang saya lakukan setiap hari ya saya bantu aja. Dia bawa perahu kecilnya, dua orang businessmen ini dan mereka menangkap satu ekor tuna yang luar biasa. You know, and then they came to the, the shore and they were sitting there and, and they're cooking and they just began to talk. Ya, akhirnya mereka masak tuna itu habis pulang dari uh, memancing mereka langsung masak dan mereka ngobrol. And, and the businessman said to him and said said, "Hey, listen, uh, you know, uh, you could really make a really good business out of this." Ya, dan businessman itu karena tunanya enak seger gitu dan dia berkata Uh, Pak, Bapak bisa bikin bisnis yang hebat loh lewat so mancing the, tuna ini. The fisherman said, "Oh, that be, that sounds great. So so what would I do? What what, what happens next? What would I do next?" Terus nelayannya kan polos gitu dia bilang, "Oh ya, oke okay, kalau gitu apa yang harus saya lakukan? Ya itu kedengaran menarik ya." And they said, "Well, first you gotta like start advertising and and then you need to make sure you get a good boat and you know." And he's like, "Oh, so so after that like why would I do that?" And they would say and he said, "Well, because then you can start actually getting more business." Ya, jadi terus uh, bisnismennya dari persepsi mereka langsung bilang ya, oh pertama bapak harus uh, ngiklanin ya, advertise ya, terus bapak uh, punya punya kapal yang lebih bagus lah, terus gini-gini gitu-gitu, terus uh, uh, nelayannya bilang, oh ya bagus, terus apa yang harus lakukan? Dan bisnismen itu bilang ya setelah itu bapak bisa kembangin lagi bisnisnya. And then he said, he said, alright, well then, and then like I'm doing that, okay, then then why do I do that? What happens after that? Terus nelayan ini terus tanya begitu dijelasin sama bisnismen tentang persepsi mereka, penanya tanya terus abis itu gimana? Abis itu apa? And then and then they said, well then you'll have to get two boats and and get some employees. And he's like, well why would I do that? What do I do next? Ya dan terus beritahu ya nanti bisnis bapak sudah berkembang, bapak bisa mendirikan, bapak bisa menyewa karyawan, bisa mendirikan lagi ambil kapal lagi gitu. Terus penanya terus tanya. Terus abis itu apa gitu? You know, and 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 the, and the and the fisherman kept saying, "What is my goal? What is my goal?" Nelayan terus nanya, "Iya, tapi tujuannya apa gitu?" And of course, they went through and they they began to make uh, networks and and then they had the whole big huge business planned out on the beach. Ya, jadi bisnismennya ini benar-benar ya sebenarnya canggih ya. Jadi dia terus saja dia kasih tahu pemahaman tentang bisnis yang networking segala macam. Jadi bikin bisa bikin jadi kaya lah si nelayan ini dikasih tahu bisnis plannya. And then the fisherman says, so so then like like after I do all this stuff, like what is my purpose? Like what's the goal? Why why would I do this? Tapi nelayannya terus tanya ya ya udah. Tapi abis itu saya harus apa tujuan saya apa? And the businessman so they said so you can come and sit on the beach and relax. Terus bisnisnya bilang ya supaya bapak tiap hari bisa santai di tepi pantai gitu duduk gitu. He was already doing that. Tapi nelayannya udah melakukan itu sebelum mancing. Dia udah duduk di pantai. You see, sometimes the way we define success, we make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Kadang-kadang saat kita mendefinisikan sukses, kita membuat banyak kesalahan, banyak yang terlewat ya. And so if we're if we're going after the wrong thing, trust me, 
it's a lot of wasted time sometimes. Ya, jadi kita kalau mengejar hal yang salah ya percaya deh itu kayak ngabisin waktu banget gitu. You know, second thing obviously we we invest in the wrong thing. Ya hal kedua tentu kita berinvestasi pada the, hal yang the salah. The third thing that often happens is that we we allow others to define success for us. Nah, hal, hal yang ketiga ini yang sering terjadi juga kita membiarkan orang lain mendefinisikan sukses di hidup kita itu kayak apa? I mean that happens like okay my my goal is to get up at 6 a.m. today and I accomplish that I'm successful and Billy says that's not success. Jadi contohnya uh, Pastor Doni sederhana aja dia pengen tujuannya dia hari ini tuh sebenarnya cuma bangun 6, jam 6 pagi dan dia lakukan itu dan dia sukses tapi saya bilang Enggak, itu bukan sukses, Pak. And then we see commercials and they show very rich people and they and they're defining success that way. Ya kita juga lihat iklannya di TV, kita lihat uh, orang-orang kaya dan itu kita anggap sukses seperti itu gitu. And then the church defines prosperity in a certain way and and says that's successful and you believe that. Other people defining success for you can be a big mistake. Iya, jadi sama kayak gereja juga memberitahukan kemakmuran tuh seperti ini cara dan cara spesifik seperti ini dan anda percaya ya, ya pokok intinya kalau kita membiarkan orang lain mendefinisikan sukses buat kita itu. And then we we make success uh, we we just use quantity as a me as as a definition of success rather than quality. Jadi kita mendefinisikan sukses itu dalam hal kuantitas saja ya bukan kualitas itu yang keempat. And then we make a mistake. I'll even give you another couple that aren't even on here. We make the mistake and we we compare ourselves to others and we use that as a definition of success. Ya, jadi hal lain ya yang yang kelima ini mungkin jadi kita tuh kadang-kadang membandingkan diri kita, hidup kita sama orang lain dan kita beranggapan bahwa ya mereka lebih sukses dari kita That's gitu. Very very dangerous way of uh, uh, dealing with success. Ini sangat-sangat berbahaya ya. Cara yang sangat berbahaya untuk mendefinisikan sukses. I mean, the biggest mistake we make in success in the, in defining or or figuring out success is when we we define success in earthly terms and never think of eternal uh, things. Ya, jadi kita kesalahan terbesar kita dalam mendefinisikan sukses itu adalah ketika kita memikirkan hal-hal duniawi yang bisa kita dapatkan untuk sukses ketimbang hal-hal yang kekal sifatnya. So I've given you a lot of a lot of my thoughts that make it very difficult to talk about success. Ya, jadi saya telah memberikan pada Anda memang banyak ada beberapa pemikiran yang memang sulit ya dalam mendefinisikan sukses ini. So let me try to talk about what is the ultimate value. What is the thing that we should aim at? Ya, jadi saya mau tunjukkan di sini apa sih nilai-nilai uh, mutlak dari kesuksesan itu apa? I mean, obviously we know, and you you know I would say this. You know, uh, becoming rich, becoming famous, uh, recognition, all of those things are not really uh, exactly what success is. Ya, jadi yang pertama-tama yang kita biasa dengar sukses itu kayak jadi kaya, jadi terkenal, uh, dapat pengakuan. Tapi sebenarnya itu bukan nilai-nilai yang mutlak. You know, I'm not saying they're bad things. I'm not saying there's not something that if God has called you to uh, do these kind of things, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do them. I'm not saying you shouldn't be rich. There's nothing wrong with that. Tapi saya bukan bilang itu hal jelek ya. Maksudnya kalau memang kayak Tuhan yang panggil kita untuk menjadi kaya, untuk membantu orang lain itu 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 bagus sekali. Cuma itu bukan fokusnya gitu. You know, but riches does not equal success. 
Tapi jadi kaya tidak sama dengan sukses. Now here's a really interesting one. You're gonna like this. Ini ada hal menarik ya. Mungkin saudara akan suka. If I say to you, if I say to you, um, you know, uh, money won't make you happy. Ya, jadi kita semua dengar ya, uang tidak akan buat kita bahagia. How many, how many would agree with that? How many would agree money doesn't make you happy? Siapa akan setuju uang tidak akan buat kita bahagia di sini? Okay, now let's see how honest we really are. Okay, I said that and I think we all agree. Ya, jadi kalau mau jujur ya, saya katakan itu, pas orang katakan itu, kita semua sebenarnya setuju gitu. But how many in the back of their mind say, yeah, but it would be nice to have more? Tapi berapa orang yang di sini yang mikir, ya iya sih, cuma kalau punya lebih, duit lebih banyak itu kan lebih enak gitu. You know, my life would be a little easier and a little nicer if I had a little bit more. Hidup saya akan lebih gampang kalau saya punya sedikit lebih banyak uang. See, even though we know money doesn't bring happiness, we still go, mm, just a little more would be nice. Yeah, walaupun, ya makanya gitu, jadi kita, walaupun kita percaya uang tidak akan membawa kebahagiaan, tapi kita masih enak. So even then, we sometimes still kind of think that, even though, you yeah, know. Walaupun kita nggak mau ya, walaupun kita ini, tapi kita masih mikirin Hal itu, gitu. But how about how about how about shooting for some of these other different goals that would be really cool? Ya, bagaimana? Tapi kalau kita mikir uh, tujuan-tujuan lainnya akan lebih keren. Ya. How about like being successful and having very deep, meaningful relationships? Ya, bagaimana dengan sukses? Tapi kita dengan sukses kita memiliki hubungan yang lebih mendalam dengan sesama. How about being really successful in integrity? How about being really successful in being honest? How about being successful in being like a really good father or mother? How about being successful in loving? These are some amazing things that uh, God actually wants us to be successful in. Yeah, bagaimana kalau kita mikirkan sukses itu kita sukses mengasihi orang lain. Hal-hal seperti ini yang saya menurut saya Tuhan inginkan kita untuk lakukan. You see when we when we when we quantify and and use earthly terms for success, uh, not everyone can be successful. Iya, karena kalau kita mengukur sukses dari kuantitas dan hal-hal duniawi ya berarti enggak semua orang bisa sukses. And anyone that defines success that way has made a mistake, a big mistake and because God, I believe God allows every one of us to be successful. Dan kalau menurut saya kalau orang sudah mulai memikirkan hal-hal duniawi itu sebagai definisi sukses mereka, mereka sudah melakukan kesalahan yang besar karena Tuhan sendiri sudah saya percaya Tuhan ingin semua orang untuk bisa sukses. Have you ever noticed that God is not fair? Saudara sadar gak kalau Tuhan kadang gak adil? Have you noticed that? Sadar gak ya? Has anybody noticed that God's not fair? Apa kita sadar kalau kadang Tuhan gak adil gitu? Oh, you're surprised by that statement? Anda kaget dengan penyataan itu? Well, and how come he gives one guy ten talents, one guy five, and one guy one? Gimana kalau dalam satu pertandingan, misalnya pertandingan sepak bola itu, satu menang, satu kalah gitu? That's not fair. Itu gak adil. Why does he give you a certain talent and he doesn't give it to me? Kenapa Tuhan memberikan talenta pada orang lain yang tidak diberikan pada saya? We, 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 you know, as kids growing up, I mean, how many have said that when you have a brother? You did that for him and you didn't do it for me. That's not fair, Dad. 
Ya, jadi kalau di keluarga juga kalau kita punya saudara gitu ya, kita sering bilang ke orang tua kita, e, Papa lakukan itu buat dia tapi buat saya enggak. Tuh, kenapa? Itu enggak adil. Pa, gitu. See, in that sense, God is not fair. Kalau kita melawandangkan seperti itu, ya, Tuhan enggak adil. But he has allowed us and given us the ability to all be successful. Tapi Tuhan berikan kita semua kemampuan untuk bisa sukses. And he never judges the man that has one talent according to having a certain amount. He just says multiply it. Yeah. Dan Tuhan tidak pernah menilai orang satu orang cuma dari talentanya dia, tapi Tuhan selalu bilang gandakan, lipat gandakan talenta. That's why sometimes like even in the in the church thing, now I'm getting off my subject, but it's okay, it's all good. In the church, you know, uh, Successful is being the pastor. Well, no. You know, for me to be successful, I need to win thousands of people to Jesus. Maybe. Jadi bagi saya buat sukses itu kalau sebagai seorang pastor saya harus menangkan ribuan atau lebih jiwa kepada Tuhan Yesus ya mungkin. But maybe He wants you to just lead your family. Maybe that's success for you. That's okay. Ya, tapi mungkin Tuhan cuma mau anda menangkan keluarga anda. Ya, itu sukses buat Tuhan. It's, it's okay. Maybe there's a mom out there, and the way to be successful is to be the the best mom ever to the kids that you have. Mungkin ada ibu di luar sana, dan Tuhan mau sukses buat ibu itu adalah menjadi ibu yang baik buat anak. I believe the Lord will go well done, good and faithful servant. Dan saya yakin Tuhan akan bertepuk tangan juga di surga. Well done, katanya luar biasa. See. So in that sense, God is not looking for us to all end up looking the same. Yeah, jadi Tuhan tidak mau kita semua kelihatan sama ya. I do, I do believe like personally for me, I believe God has, has, has given me responsibility and, and I, I think it's a big one and I better get my act together and I better be successful at the things he's called me to do. Yes, of course. See, even that's saying it. Thunder from heaven telling me, yes! But it's true, yeah? I have, a, I have to stand before God and he's going to tell me whether I've been successful or not. Iya, jadi kita masing-masing pribadi itu akan berdiri di hadapan Tuhan masing-masing dan akan kayak apa kita sukses, kita seperti yang Tuhan mau untuk kita sukses. So, let's let's just I, I, if you've noticed I haven't read much scripture. We're about to read a, a bit of scripture. Ya, jadi sekarang kita mau baca beberapa Now, what, what, what I want to do is, I always like to go to someone who made a big mistake and then learned his lesson. Yang saya mau adalah kita pergi ke orang yang membuat kesalahan besar dan belajar daripadanya. And, you know, I, I, I love to go to the guys who were successful in one way and said, don't, don't chase that path. I, I mentioned that last week. Don't go after that. That's not going to bring success. Ya, jadi seperti yang kayak saya katakan minggu lalu, kayak ada ada orang sukses yang bilang nasihatin kita jangan ikutin cara saya yang itu, itu nggak benar. And, and the man, one of the one of the men in the Bible, uh, the apostle Paul, was quite successful in earthly ways. Ya, jadi ada satu sosok di Alkitab itu Rasul Paulus ya, dia sebenarnya dari segi duniawi dan agamawi sangat sukses. And the whole book of Philippians in chapter 3, the whole chapter of Philippians chapter 3 talks about this. Jadi di Filipi ini seluruh tentang Filipi ini membicarakan tentang hal itu. It's, it's actually a personal like testimony from Paul. 
Jadi ini seperti testimoni ya kesaksian pribadi dari Rasul Paulus. So let's just read a couple of verses uh, Philippians chapter 3 verse 5. Yes God, I've got the message. I don't know what you're doing. What are you doing to me? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I'll just go like that. That's how you do it. I just I just shut that off, Reno. You know, I remember one time I tell a story. One time I was uh, one time I was I'm in computers, you know, I do computers and my friend had like locked the keyboard like with his, you know, his magic, you know. Oh, jadi Pastor Doni kan dulu kerja di komputer ya. Jadi suatu hari dia ke rumah temannya dan temannya kayak Uh, And he said to me, he says, "Okay, now figure out how to unlock the keyboard." Yeah, jadi temannya bilang, "Oke, okay, saya bisa nih unlock nih. Saya bisa lepasin kuncinya keyboard ini." I just reached over to the on-off switch, I shut it off, turned it back on, all set. Yeah, terus ya cuma matiin komputernya, hidupin lagi. Simple sometimes, you know. Anyway, so let's read in Philippians chapter 3 verse 5. Uh, Paul talks about this this idea of having positional power a positional advantage. Ya, jadi mari kita baca di Filipi 3 ayat 5 di mana Rasul boleh, Paulus boleh. itu memiliki kesuksesan dalam posisi ya. Boleh, boleh. Jadi saya disunat pada hari ke-8 dari bangsa Israel dari suku Benyamin, orang Ibrani asli tentang pendirian terhadap hukum Taurat, aku orang Farisi. So basically Paul is talking here and he basically says, you know what, if someone wants to talk about position, about having a position and saying that's successful, I can talk like that. Jadi Rasul Paulus dalam dalam ayat ini mau mau katakan gitu, kalau ada orang yang ingin bicara pada dia tentang posisi, dia tahu banget gitu I was posisi. born in the right family. Saya lahir di keluarga yang benar. I was brought up proper. Wah, saya dibesarkan dengan I, baik. I, when it comes to the law, no one could follow the law as good as me. Ya, kalau dari mengikuti hukum I, gitu, ada yang sebaik saya. I have the title of being the best Pharisee. There's no one on top of me. Saya orang Farisi terbaik gitu. And you know, and oh by the way, I worked hard for that position to get that position. Dan Rasul Paulus itu bekerja keras untuk mendapatkan posisi seperti itu. And see, what was he doing? He was making a mistake. Tapi dia sadar, dia buat salah. He was thinking position was going to bring like that. That meant if I have position, I have success. Jadi dia sempat ya berpikir bahwa kita kan saya memiliki posisi saya sukses. How are you doing with that? Do you think position will make you say I'm successful? Bagaimana dengan kita? Apakah kita berpikir posisi itu membawa kesuksesan? When you finally get that office, you know, and you're sitting there and you're in the chair, I'm I'm the boss. Jadi apakah kita misalnya di kantor kita memiliki jabatan tinggi gitu akhirnya kita promosi ke jabatan tinggi terus saya bosnya. You know what's really funny is we we that's what we're doing there is we're actually comparing ourselves to other people. I am higher than you. Jadi dengan dengan hal itu kita sebenarnya membandingkan diri kita dengan orang lain. Saya lebih tinggi dari kamu. And Paul, that's what he was saying. He said, I'm higher than I was higher than everyone. Ya sebenarnya Rasul Paulus bilang seperti itu. Saya lebih tinggi dari semua orang. You know, and then he says in Philippians 3:6, he basically says, "I was like more zealous. I was, yeah, go ahead, boleh, boleh." Di Filipi 3 ayat 6 juga Rasul Paulus mengatakan bahwa tentang kegiatan aku penganiaya jemaat tentang kebenaran dalam menaati hukum Taurat aku tidak bercacat. I mean, you have to remember Paul was standing. I don't know if you know the remember the story, but Paul was actually standing there when they were stoning the apostle Stephen to death. 
The Apostle Paul was standing there like, you know, yep, yep, it's the one, yep. Jadi sebenarnya Rasul Paulus ini dia dia benar-benar merasa dulu dia merasa seperti itu sampai dia ikut pada saat uh, orang-orang merajam uh, Rasul Stephen sampai uh, mati dia ada di sana dan berkata ya itu benar benar. You know like when Paul walked through the city as a Pharisee you know he was the man. Ya dan pada saat Rasul Paulus dulu masih punya jabatan dia jalan di kota gitu sebagai orang Farisi ya. And that came along with money and comfort. He had all of that. Dia memiliki uang, dia memiliki kenyamanan, dia memiliki semuanya. And not only that, you couldn't have said, "Oh, that was given to you." No, no. He worked for it. He deserved it. He owned it. It was his. Ya, tapi kita berkata, itu semua kan dikasih ke dia. Enggak, itu dia harus bekerja keras dan dia pantas mendapatkan semua itu. And I fear many of us fall into this in our own lives. We think this is what success is going to do for me. Dan yang saya takutkan adalah hal ini terjadi pada kita dan kita merasa layak gitu. Oh, ini saya layak buat sukses karena saya kerja you know, keras. If you are chasing after position and power and 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 uh, uh, prestige, I don't know if you know that word. Position and power, if you're chasing after those things and you think that's going to bring be make you successful, you are in big trouble. Jika, anda, jika kita mencari kekuasaan atau jabatan dan kita pikir itu akan membawa kita kebahagiaan kita dalam masalah besar. You see, the reason why we chase those things is because we want a reward. When we're successful, we want a reward. Ya, kenapa kita berpikir itu itu adalah sukses adalah karena, karena itu kita pikir bisa memberikan kita pahala atau imbalan. And what's really interesting is we do get a reward when we go after position and power and things. Yang menarik adalah ya kita mendapatkan uh, imbalan atau pahala pada saat kita mengejar hal-hal ini. Every time I, I say that I think of the, the picture of like like us being like a like a, a dog or a cat. Setiap kali saya bicara soal ini saya berpikir bahwa kita seperti kucing ya atau anjing gitu. You know, we arrive and now our ego gets to be stroked. We yeah, kita nice datang pet. dan uh, ego kita Pride kita itu harus di, oh, you are the one di lose, gitu ya. You're the man. Wah, kamu luar wow, biasa. Wow, you're amazing. Kamu memang hebat. You know, I notice when you drive up, everyone, oh, and they come up to you and you, oh yeah, I'm ya, the begitu man. Anda datang ke semua orang, oh, mari kita sambut dia dan kita, ya, saya layak. Gitu. But see, here's what's happening. When Paul was in that position, his eyes were always focused upon man. Jadi ini yang terjadi ya, pada saat Rasul Paulus memiliki semua itu. Uh, and it's obvious, you know, when he looked at man, yes, he he was the best. Yeah, dan pada saat dia melihat sesama manusia, iya waktu itu dia yang terbaik di antara mereka. Then one day he was riding along on his donkey. Dan pada suatu hari dia dia sedang pergian dengan And his eyes went from looking at man and he saw God. Dan matanya yang terbiasa melihat manusia itu melihat Tuhan. You know, he heard Jesus spoke to him, and all of a sudden his eyes went from looking at man to looking at God. Jadi pada saat itu untuk pertama kali dia mendengar suara Tuhan dan dia dia dari mata yang memandang manusia di bawah dia memandang Tuhan. And then he realized all his accomplishments were nothing. Dan di sana dia menyadari semua pencapaian dia itu tidak ada apa. And then we read in Philippians chapter uh, uh, chapter three verse seven and eight, it says this. 
Ya jadi kita baca di Filipi 3 ayat 7-9. Tetapi apa yang dahulu merupakan keuntungan bagiku, sekarang ku anggap rugi karena Kristus. Malahan segala sesuatu ku anggap rugi karena pengenalan akan Kristus Yesus Tuhanku lebih mulia daripada semuanya. All of these things that we have, all of these things that Paul had, he realized they were nothing when he looked at the one who was perfect. Ya, jadi semua yang kita miliki, yang semua yang Rasul Paulus miliki, hal-hal duniawi itu, begitu dia melihat Tuhan, dia menyadari bahwa semua itu tidak ada harganya. You know, when you finally turn and you look up, you will begin to see that every accomplishment that you are chasing after is nothing compared to His perfection. Jadi, jadi kalau kita melihat ke, ke arah Tuhan, mata kita tertuju pada Tuhan, kita akan menyadari bahwa semua pencapaian, semua hal yang kita kejar di dunia ini itu tidak ada apa-apa. See, and there was another thing that Paul was trying to do. Ya, ini ada hal lain yang uh, Rasul Paulus coba lakukan. Paul was trying to take all his accomplishments in the law and the way he lived. He was trying to take all of these things. Jadi dia mencoba membawa semua pencapaiannya dia, semua hukum-hukum dia ini and bring them over to God and say, "God, look, I deserve salvation." Dan dia coba bawa semua ini, dia bawa ke Tuhan gitu dan Tuhan ini Tuhan yang saya lakukan, saya layak untuk keselamatan. Anytime we try to bring our accomplishments and give them to God as if God will be like like accept us because of them, that's why he called it dung. Ya, jadi waktu ketika kita mencoba membawa semua pencapaian kita, usaha kita kepada Tuhan dan kita anggap Tuhan akan anggap kita layak karena kita melakukan halal itu, itu yang disebut oleh Rasul Paulus uh, sampah. The, the word, yeah, the word that, God, that, that Paul uses here in the Greek is poop. Uh, How do you say poop? Kotorannya. Jadi kalau di bahasa bahasa Yunani ya, ya benar-benar secara harfiah yang dikatakan oleh Rasul Paulus tentang hal itu adalah kotoran. That's the word. Itu kata-kata yang dia. When you take your accomplishments here and you try to use them to bring acceptance to God, it smells just like that to God. Jadi itu yang maksud Rasul Paulus ya. Jadi kalau kita bawa semua pencapaian kita dan usaha upaya kita sendiri ke hadapan Tuhan gitu, itu yang baunya seperti kotoran buat Tuhan. It doesn't mean he's not pleased with when you live properly. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you think that will bring you acceptance into God, you have misunderstood everything. Ya, jadi bukan bukan Tuhan enggak suka kalau kita hidup benar gitu, kita hidup sesuai dengan firman-Nya. Tapi yang saya katakan di sini adalah ketika kita pikir hal-hal itu akan berkenan buat Tuhan. And that's why he says it's all worthless. Itu semua tiada artinya. But only one thing actually is successful. Tapi ada satu hal yang benar-benar sesungguhnya sukses. Knowing God and being one with him. Mengenal Tuhan di satu dengannya. The church needs to actually say this. Gereja harusnya mulai mengatakan hal ini. The church needs to define success in only one way. Gereja harusnya mulai mendefinisikan sukses hanya dengan satu satu kata. Knowing Christ and Him crucified. Ya, mengenal mengetahui Kristus dan wafatnya disalib. Because everything else is gaining the whole world and losing your soul. Karena hal lain selain itu hanyalah mendapatkan dunia ini tapi kehilangan jiwa anda. See, okay, yeah, we'll just go up here again. Come on, quick. 
I'm already out of time. All right. Imagine this is 85 years. Do you get that from here to here? Ya kita bayangkan ini ya jaraknya dari sini ke sini 85 tahun. 85 tahun. So this is your life. Ini hidup kita nih sepanjang ini. 85 years. 85 tahun lah kurang lebih ya. Okay. Now, take this line. Jadi kita ambil yang paling kiri ini, yang pertama. Stretch it through eternity. Kita bawa ke keabadian ya. Kita panjangkan gitu. And then take this line and stretch it this way to eternity. Yang sama juga dengan ujungnya sana kita panjangkan ke keabadian. If we had 10,000 chairs that way and 10,000 chairs this way. Kalau kita punya 10.000 tahun yang ke sana, terus 10.000 tahun yang ke sana di luar 85 tahun yang di sini. How much would your eyes look at this chair? Bagaimana mata Anda akan memandang 85 tahun ini? That's quick. That's it. You would just barely notice this chair in a row of 20,000 chairs. Yeah, anda tidak akan um, ini kursi ini anda tidak akan sadar ada itu di di satu barisan di mana ada 20,000 kursi. God wants to save your soul. Tuhan ingin menyelamatkan jiwa anda. God wants you to not worry only about this amount of time. Tuhan tidak mau kita cuma khawatir dengan jarak waktu yang sangat singkat ini. You can do all you want. You can be as successful as you want in this time. But if you're not successful there in all that time, this is nothing. Iya, kita bisa dalam tentang waktu dunia ini, kita bisa menjadi sukses, kita bisa menjadi baik gitu. Tapi kalau kita untuk 10.000 tahun ke sana dan 10.000 tahun ke sini yang kita tidak sukses itu tidak ada artinya. Paul realized this. Dan Rasul Paulus menyadari hal ini. And he said, you know what? All the stuff I've done here is nothing compared to receiving the righteousness that God has for me. Ya, jadi Rasul Paulus mengatakan hal-hal yang aku lakukan di hidupku ini, di tentang waktu hidupku yang singkat ini itu tidak artinya dengan kebenaran yang aku dapat. So I take all my accomplishments and I put them down and I fall at the feet of the great one and say, God, I need you. Jadi Rasul Paulus meletakkan semua pencapaiannya, semua upaya dia dan dia berlutut di hadapan Tuhan dan berkata, Tuhan, Aku menginginkan engkau. I need your righteousness. Aku menginginkan kebenaranmu. Without it, I'm dead. Tanpa itu aku mati. If you don't have that, you don't have success. Jika anda tidak memiliki hal itu, anda tidak memiliki sukses. And if you rely on anything else but that, you are in trouble. Jika kita meletakkan diri kita dengan hal-hal selain itu, kita dalam masalah besar. I'm getting. I'm getting flashes. I'm getting all kinds of stuff. I need to stop. Yeah. So let's pray. I'm going to ask the worship team to come on out. Mari kita berdoa. Saya undang tim worship team untuk masuk. I am. I am. I am. I am being. I'm being very honest. I don't know about you. I worry about my soul. Yeah. Saya nggak tahu dengan saudara ya. Tapi saya dengar ini. Saya khawatir dengan jiwa saya. And I worry about your soul. Dan saya khawatir dengan jiwa anda, jiwa kita semua. You know, we get so busy with so many things, but really the most important thing is the thing that will last forever. Kita sibuk dengan hal-hal lain dunia ini, tapi hal yang terpenting itu sebenarnya adalah hal-hal yang kekal sifatnya. And if you don't have Jesus in your heart and you don't know him, everything is a waste of time. Jika Anda tidak mengenal Yesus dan miliki yang dalam hati Anda, hal-hal lain itu hanya akan menghabiskan waktu sia-sia. So let's let's pray. Mari kita berdoa.
And this morning, if you are worried about your soul and you're not sure whether you know him, jadi pagi ini jika kita khawatir tentang jiwa kita dan kita tidak yakin kita benar-benar mengenal dia. If you say to yourself today, I need you Jesus because I want to be successful in eternity not just in 80 years. Ya, kita kita katakan Tuhan Yesus, aku mau mengenal Engkau Tuhan karena aku ingin sukses bukan hanya di dunia ini tapi juga dalam keabadian. I want to pray for you. I want if you want to raise your hand, I want to pray for you this morning. Jika anda jika saudara ingin mengangkat tangan saudara, saya ingin berdoa untuk saudara. So if you want Jesus, I want you to raise your hand because I want to pray for you. Jika anda menginginkan Yesus, Amen. anda angkat tangan anda dan saya Amen. mau berdoa untuk anda. Amen. 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 Lord, we need you. Tuhan, kami kau. Lord, these these people that are saying they're not sure. Lord, they I, I know they can be sure today. Tuhan, orang-orang yang merasa tidak yakin ini, saya tahu Tuhan, kau akan yakinkan mereka hari ini. So Lord, receive them, Lord. Jadi Tuhan, terima Tuhan mereka Tuhan. And if you've raised your hand, I want you to just pray this prayer with me. Dan jika anda mengat tangan anda, saudara bisa doakan doa ini bersama saya. Lord Jesus, I need you. Tuhan Yesus, saya membutuhkan Engkau. Lord, I open up my heart. I ask you to come in and to forgive me of all my sins. Tuhan, saya membuka hati saya, Tuhan, dan saya mengundang Engkau masuk, Tuhan, dan memaafkan saya, mengampuni saya untuk semua dosa saya. Lord, I want to know you. Tuhan, saya ingin mengenal Engkau. Lord, I can't, I, I can't do anything. Tuhan, saya tak bisa melakukan apa-apa. To, to get to heaven, I need your salvation. Untuk bisa ke surga, Tuhan, saya membutuhkan selamatan dari Engkau, Tuhan. So I receive that salvation from you. Jadi saya menerima keselamatan itu daripada engkau. And today I determine to follow you and to get to know you more and more and more. Dan saya mulai hari ini saya ingin mengenal engkau Tuhan. Saya ingin mengikuti engkau dan mengenal engkau lebih lebih dan lebih lagi.